You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. What's up? We're back. We're excited. We're always back. We love it. Yep. It's me, the co-host. And the other guy, the Ethan. Other guy, Ethan. Yeah. There we go. That could be it. The no, other guy. Like the other guy. We don't know who he is. Okay, we'll, we'll find a new nickname <laughs> later for you. We'll figure that out. Well, today we're not in our normal studio that's actually, like, not our studio that we, we stole from our base leader. We're definitely not using our studio right now that is actually our boss's office. Yeah, we're in my bedroom. Yep. Sitting, nice, <laughs> sitting nicely on the couch. So people will probably walk in during this podcast, but hey, we had to do it. We didn't have any other time we could do it. We're busy, man. Guys... It's kind of fun, though. You know, we don't... Like, our office is just my MacBook and the mic. Yep. We can go anywhere we want. Yep. It's a podcast as long as Ethan's not wearing a shirt. Hey, this is the first time I'm not wearing a shirt. (laughs) I'm not wearing a shirt right now. This is the first time we recorded that. You're barely wearing a shirt every time. It's hot in every room. I know, I agree. You always wear a tank top, and I forget to wear a tank top. Yeah. It's just very hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh... It's a good time, though. I like yeah. being shirtless. How's your day been so far? Oh, my day's been great. Let's see, it's Wednesday. So, well, you're listening on Saturday, but we're recording on Wednesdays. So, I woke up, and we did a sunrise hike with our school. Oh, yeah, you do that every Wednesday? Yeah. Last week was rough, but this week was really good. We did Diamond Head. Cool. Which means nothing for the viewers who aren't in Hawaii. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a hike. It's a nice hike. It's really crowded because it's like the second most touristy thing to do on It's basically like standing in line at Magic Mountain. That's literally what it is. It's paved, there's rails, you stand in line to hike, but you stand in line the whole time. And then the right at the end is the view. And then you stand in line to get down the mountain To walk as well. back. Yeah. yeah. So and we got there past sunset, but it's okay. I got a cool picture of the sun, like first, the first light coming over the mountains, like hitting the cityscape. So only a portion of the buildings are lit up and everything oh, else cool. is still a little bit dark. It's awesome. So I got that picture. I was really happy about it. It's got an amazing view. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not fun to walk up. No. And it's not fun with the hundreds of people that you're trying to compete yeah, with. that's the not fun part. Yeah. It's not fun in that it's not a hike, but it's also not fun in that there's a ton of people there. Yeah. But that was fun, because when we get back, it's like 8 o'clock, and we didn't have class till 10. Mm-hmm. So I had basically felt like I had like started my day and had my whole day going, and then I was like, oh, I got a nice little break here. Like, Nice. I can super relax. Mm-hmm. And then we had a great teaching about... We're, we're studying the biblical foundations for missions this week. Oh, cool. And so we're just going through the Bible and looking at how God's used people to reach the nations. And it was just super in-depth and super amazing. Yeah. Awesome. My day's been pretty good. Um, we just had lecture. We did Bible study with our like small student groups. And yeah, that's about all we've done so far. It's a, Wednesdays are nice. Yeah, Wednesdays aren't bad. They're cool. We have worship night tonight. Should be good. I'm going to try to make it to that. I don't think I have anything else to do today. I'm actually super behind on newsletters. Like, when I say super behind, I mean like two months. Oh my gosh. Like, I haven't put one out since July. Yeah, you're two a month. (laughs) Two a month. That's not what you do? Yeah. You did two a month? Yeah, you did two a month. Oh, guys. I don't know know how many people read them, but. Yeah. If you want to receive our newsletters, basically what God's doing in the world, drop your emails in the comments. We're both missionaries. We both spend most of our time overseas telling people who've never heard about Jesus about Jesus. Yeah. And if you want one twice a month, get dairies. If you want mine, once every three months because I forget. <laughs> People get saved every week here. It's pretty amazing. We do evangelism actually, yeah, all the time. Super cool. Last night I talked to a dude for an hour and a half almost just about like God and theology. And 
he like basically gave his life to the Lord. It was really cool. Except, didn't he say he's just gonna go home and think about it? Well, no, he didn't say that. He was he sort of believed in God, but he didn't have a relationship with him, and he basically committed to like trying to have a relationship with God instead of just intellectually believing in Him, which I oh. I think is is more real than any kind of prayer you could really pray. Like, yeah, it's all it is is a commitment to a relationship with God and interesting, is, yeah, to knowing God. Yeah, and then every time the School of Missions and Evangelism, one of the schools we run here at YWAM, goes out, we yesterday we went out and that was the first time someone did not get saved. Bummer. But yeah. still, it's cool that like someone's gotten saved yeah. every other time. Yeah, like every time. And I think it's because we went to university, and university mm-hmm. is always a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, also, for the listeners, if you hear voices, it's because we have like how many like fifteen housemates? No, more than that. We have a lot of people living in this house. Yeah. It's a small house, and there's probably like 20-plus people living in it, So, and the walls are very thin, so we're sorry, but just for this episode, there's probably going to be some background noise every once in a while. Yeah. We still have the AC off just for you, though. Right. Someone just yelled, and it's actually one of our listeners, so if you hear yourself... Find shame, yourself right now. Shame on you. <laughs> Stop I'm not going to say who you are. Stop it. But shame on you for interrupting a podcast you had no idea was going was on. What's going on yet? <laughs> You told me you wanted to talk about some uh, celebrity oh stuff that you're pretty heated about today. Oh my gosh. If you guys can think back in your imaginations to Wednesday, because you're listening on Saturday, to Ethan Peterson's story, if you follow me, I'm heated right now, bro. Okay? They're trying to take the greatest man-made thing and profane it because of politics. They're taking the Lord of the Rings... Oh my god. And so they're, they're making, so there's a trilogy, you know, everyone loves a trilogy, but the Amazon Prime is making a series, right? Okay. They're in the middle of making a Lord yeah. of the Rings series. Um, cringing inside, but also on the edge of my seat, because I, I have a lot of hopes that it'll be great, but I'm very scared they're going to ruin it, right? So I'm, like, internally conflicted. Very real possibilities for both. Right. And now I find out that one of the actors, or actresses, okay, she wasn't even, like, a big actress in the movie. She's just a mom of these kids that she said, run. All she does is say, run and slap the horse's butt, and that's it. And then she eats some soup. Like, that's her whole role. She has a whole, like, Bro, if they seconds. don't get her back for that show, it's going to be over. Oh, my gosh. They can't recast her. They want her, or she was saying that in the Prime series, they want she wants to recast Gandalf, one of the most influential characters in cinematic universe ever, in all of movies ever. They want to recast him as a girl. Dang. What if we recast her as a man? <laughs> Sex change, yeah. <laughs> or we could even make her like a monkey or something like that. See, like, that'd be fun. See how you don't like that? that? I'm I'm just so upset because all it is is a third wave. I'm saying third wave just for you. Third Thank wave you. feminist agenda to try to make everything men do say, oh, women can do that too. And it's like no one said you can't. That's my big. And now we're getting into politics and feminism. But like, here's the thing: can women if, be wizards? Women, they're called witches if they're wizards. Is that what it is? I think so. Because I feel like wizard has such like a wise and good connotation to it, and witch is just always a bad <laughs> it's thing. It's just bad. I mean, I guess a wizard Are there female woman. wizards in like know. fantasy? I'm Not that I know of. Oh yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. But whatever. anyways, I'm just mad about it because like, they did that with Ghostbusters, right? They took Ghostbusters and recasted them all as girls and the movie sucked. Yeah. Right? They're trying to make... And there was that stupid scene. It wasn't stupid, but there was that scene in... Avengers Endgame where they had all these women stand up and like fight for Spider-Man and I'm like oh my gosh you just had to throw that in there didn't you 
I honestly don't mind that kind of thing. But yeah, definitely like full reboots where everybody is a girl actor in it. I just I don't see the realism or the necessary like parts of it. Like it's and I I wouldn't be upset about it if it wasn't for the fact that I know it's part of a political agenda. Yeah, like exactly. that's why I'm upset. Yeah, I don't care if you want to recast it as girls just because you think it's a fun idea and see how it looks. Awesome, let's do it. I'll watch it. But as soon as I know it's a political agenda, I'm mad because I'm yeah. like, bro, inter- like entertainment and movies is something I love. It's that's something I enjoy a lot of. And you're gonna like, it's, just let me have this, man. Don't like it, politics, bro. Is, don't take this from me, right? bro. <laughs> politics has influenced so much of our culture today. It's like, let me have this. Don't mess with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> please, please, please. I will cry. <laughs> just leave this alone. So I'm, I'm just upset. I totally understand. Oh man, it's annoying. Unreal. Yeah. You know Edward Ed Basemaster or something like that? No, I don't know who that is. Oh, he's a YouTuber. He's just like, always like, Psh, unreal. Just like disrespects people. Like, Does he play the bass or something? No, he just goes up to like, one of my friends showed me, it was James showed me, and he said, he like goes up to like a dealership and he's like, how much is this? And he's like, oh, this is uh, 14000 he's just like, Psh, unreal. <laughs> and just like walks away and like, that's good. Just disrespect. It's kind of funny, but. Even if it was like a great deal. Yeah, yeah. It's like, he's like, not on your worst day, pal. Whoa. <laughs> just unreal. That sounds fun. Does he do like social experiments or something? No, he just goes and messes with people. Like he'll walk, so, like look at people's. Experiment. I mean, I get when I hear social ex- experiment, I think of like those things where people are like baking on this side. Yeah, it's more of a prank. Okay. Cool. But that makes sense. It's a, it's a good time. Cool. Go check them out. Yeah, I think it's so funny that so many people are trying to like recast different actors, kind of like in the vein that you're saying, but like saying the actors that aren't like that thing in real life can't play that role so for example like if someone is like disabled in like a show that like a non-disabled actor can't play that person like in a movie are people saying that? yeah all the time it happens all the time in movies have you seen Atypical? nope it's about a movie it's a, it's a show on Netflix really good you should go watch it mm-hmm. um, about this guy who has like he's on the spectrum but he's played by a guy not on the spectrum right so just exactly what you're saying yeah it's like that so I understand where those kind of people are coming from. They're like, they want to be inclusive to like all the other actors. Um, but it's also called acting. And people <laughs> who, who don't have like those things in real life like pretend to do stuff in movies that they aren't actually in real life. How dare you do your job? <laughs> it's just funny. I, honest, like, I understand and I wouldn't have like a big deal with it or a big problem with it at all. I just think it's silly to make a big deal out of. Right. Well, it's just because everyone in our culture nowadays wants to be offended about anything. Yeah. So And make everything fair. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's another thing, right? Yeah. Fair is... I saw this picture. It was, like, a short guy, a tall guy, and a medium tall guy mm-hmm. standing at this wall. And it was, like, equality. Like, everyone gets the same thing. Mm-hmm. So the short guy, medium tall guy, and the super tall guy all got this, like, the same box to stand on. So, like, the tall guy who could see over the wall can just now see more over the wall. The short guy can finally see over the wall. Or just, no, the short guy can just barely see over the wall. And the medium tall guy can see over the wall. And then it said, like, uh, did I just say equality for something? Yeah. And then yeah. fairness is, like, so the the tall, the short guy got two boxes to stand down. And the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just made it better. But Right, right. Interesting. Speaking of equality, uh, Clinton got impeached, and now they're trying to impeach Trump. Yeah. Interesting. That's very interesting. Happened over the last couple of weeks. I don't I actually haven't been following too closely, but I know Nancy Pelosi is the one like leading the charge. I think mm-hmm. in this whole getting Trump impeached. Yeah, I vaguely I said this. I don't even remember like why he's like they're uh, trying to impeach him. I know it's not like an actual impeachment yet. It's like a they're applying to impeach, but yeah. it, it's kind of like 
like you didn't get a job yet. You just kind of applied to get the job, and you're trying to see if you kind of get a second interview, or you just kind of right. the first one. So it's like a process, I think. So they're not even trying to impeach him yet. They're trying to see if they can impeach him. I'm trying to remember what the topic was. There was, oh yeah, it was a phone call with um, Ukrainian prime minister or something. I can't remember. Um, yeah, I think I saw. Oh it yeah, too. yeah. Trump tried. Um, it wasn't clear. They're trying to decide if this is legit or not. But Trump. Uh, tried to get him to invest uh, Biden's son, um, which would interfere with like the election that's coming up. So that's considered like election tampering. So you could get impeached mm. based on that, I guess. Interesting. Um, so they're trying to figure out if that's legit or not, and then they're going to try to impeach Trump or not impeach Trump. It's just very interesting. Like yeah. I feel like this would be the last thing Trump would have gotten like gotten impeached for <laughs> out of all the things that have happened so far. Like. Of did everything has happened. Didn't he get accused of conspiring with the Russians? Yeah, that's the whole, like, uh, I think the whole, We're not, not going to impeach him for The that. whole Mueller report? Well, yeah, he was found innocent. Like, there was no, uh, there was no causation or correlation or anything like that, so. Right. So he was found innocent, but, um, yeah, it's just, it seems like something else, like, I don't know if this is going to stick, but it seems like something else. It would have just been not, like, him having a phone call with someone. Right. Which is very interesting. It's interesting, though. I think I read this thing about, like, the history of impeachment, and it's like, like overwhelmingly like the percentage of Republican presidents that have been they, they've tried to impeach mm-hmm. is like super high compared to the Democrats that they tried to really? impeach but the only presidents that ever have gotten impeached were Democrats. wow I didn't know that so it's kind of like I wonder why that is because the demos hate us bro and yeah, by us I mean wouldn't it just mean that we're better so at hating them if we if we, we actually like, did it impeach them and yeah. that's considering we're conservatives. Yeah. Which we're, we're, we're totally... We're totally not telling you what political party we're in. Yes. We're definitely not conservative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so liberal, bro. It's not even funny. Bro, you're from Detroit. You have to be liberal. <laughs> I'm from California. I, like, my blood's basically blue. <laughs> Actually, well, physically, yes. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much what we're telling you is we're hyper-liberal. Yes. And we want Trump impeached. Yes, absolutely. Get him out of there. And if you don't know what satire or jokes are... Probably should stop listening to this podcast. Do <laughs> you see the, the new Steven Crowder thing where he pretends to be that, like, the guy from Italy with an accent who's in a wheelchair and he like, goes around to, like, the climate change yeah. things? Oh, it's so oh, funny. Man. It's amazing. Is he, like, trying to... Oh, like, what's it called? He just pretends he doesn't speak English very well and he goes around in a wheelchair and has someone, like, wheel him around... And he has very slurred English and speaks with an like a very heavy like Italian accent, and just like he he plays devil advocate the whole time Mm -hmm. for like Democrats at this like uh, uh, march for climate change kind of thing. Wait, they're marching for climate change? No, no, no. like for for awareness for for climate change. (laughs) It's just hilarious. Like the whole time he's on their side, but they're getting super like annoyed at him because he's just an annoying person. Oh shoot! I spilled my water on your floor. It's super funny. It's okay. Was it a lot of water? Yeah. Oh, totally spilled it's water. Just it's, leave it. It's okay. Alright. Human error. The next thing we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, my water's gone. Dude. I'm sad. Speaking of all the water being gone. All the water. <laughs> speaking of this. When's the world going to end, bro? When's the world going to end? I know we love talking about this topic. When <laughs> the is the world, world going to end? When what's your, what's your we, prediction? Let's we go. We can continue to keep these marching for climate changes going. <laughs> we need to... <laughs> to take these climate change marches and fight for climate change. Change the climate. Make it hotter. Turn that heat up. Yeah. Like our room right now. Yeah. Okay, the world's gonna end 
don't know. Remember I, I told you about the old podcast I used to listen to that was super weird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said back in like 2014, 2015, the world was going to end in 2019 or 2018. Why? I don't know. They just said that's a prophecy they got from God. Sweet. But here we are. Here we are. So it was like the end of this year or like? Well, they said, they said God's going to come back September 2016, right before the election. And then, Why? then nothing helped. Nothing happened. Interesting. And that, uh, that was about the time, like, they said that, like, about, like, a w- good year and a half in advance. Mm-hmm. And it, that was about the time I was like, oh, I'm going to not listen to you. I think, I think those kinds of people are so funny, though, because it's so fun to watch the reactions, because people get sold out for it. Yeah. Like, I remember there was one, I want to say it was in the 90s, and there was this one, like, church organization that was a radio station. Um, or something like that that like got behind it and they spent billions of dollars I'm pretty sure it holds the world record for the most expensive advertising oh like my gosh. campaign ever and so like it had hundreds of people selling their homes everything they had what? to like give money to this radio station to um, like put up ads for when the world was ending right and it was ending sometime in the 90s I forget when it was um, the world ended in the 90s? yeah it's crazy weird yeah I think it was a little bit after I was born but um, basically, like, all this happened, this dude was preaching, like, it's gonna end, like, this time. And he was, like, a normal radio, like, guy that was a Christian, right? He had, like, a Christian radio show, and he was a pastor of this church that a lot of people went to, right? It was a really mm-hmm. famous church. Um, I forget for life me what it's called, um, but it was just a normal, like, radio station, like, Christian radio, like, K-Life or K-Love or, yeah. or like, whatever you'd have Air One now, right? But, he, like, you should have people who speak on there, right? right. Just a normal guy like that. Um, and so a whole bunch of people got behind it and like so many people sold everything they had oh man and even this dude he like sold everything he had to like go all in for this cause and then like on video they have him like at the time like it changes like the time goes past when the world's supposed to end he's like our watches are probably just fast it's fine and then he like starts getting real (laughs) nervous he's at like Times Square or something like that and then he like leaves and like starts losing a lot of members and then he predicts a different time like he got wrong and it was a different time in the future oh no that's the thing right they always say that yeah that's a thing you can always like the false prophecies that don't come true Mormons have the same problem yep like all the prophecies they always amend them like oh no that's not right it's It's actually yo how many times do you have to get it wrong before you're concerned with what you believe what you believe yeah right the bible's never had incorrect prophecy dude Right, and you know, the Bible played it really... Jesus played it super safe. Yep. He's super smart. He's like, hey, when's the world ending? He's like, um... He's like, I don't even know. My father knows that. He's like, it's not for you us. You have to know. ask God. Yeah. Not just me, but also my father. Yeah. And I'm not telling you, because I'm God, and that's my dad, and he's not telling you. He's not telling you, dude. <laughs> and it's just like... I don't know. I think it's really fun to talk about when the world's gonna end, like... It's really funny, but it is fun, it's, too. It's also like... Because I just think, man, like... Why are you so concerned with it? Like, yeah, because I think what what's really sad though is like the world's gonna end this time. We need to get as many people saved before that as possible. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, why don't you just have that same passion all the time? All the time, your your world could end tomorrow. Yeah, you know, you could everybody's die world will end when they die. So right. we should probably start talking. So you to need them. this passion right now. Yep. But yeah, the world's gonna end, bro. I don't know. All the scientists are saying. Like, I don't know, a couple of decades because of the climate change? No, dude, people are saying 12 years. Yeah, a couple of decades. It's like one. It's one. <laughs> <laughs> like one in a little bit. Uh, I saw this Babylon Bee post that said, scientists show, or studies show, in 12 years, the experts will amend again when the world will end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bro, saying, saying that 
12 years is like a couple decades is like how much like air is in the bag of like Lay's chips when you open it. It's like, it's, it's way more. It's a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, freaking up. I was gonna say, did you see that little girl though going to the UN and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you watch the video? Yeah. Oh, man. It was weird. Yeah. She's definitely very afraid. She was, okay, so it's weird. It's like, I watched her and I didn't want to watch it with like the super like opposing side views. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna look the at mindset. Faults. But just looking at her as like a little girl, like at a stage, like look, like trying to look at it from her perspective, like, oh my gosh, I'm a 12 year old, 14 year old girl the, talking to yeah. all these the adults. Everybody's telling me the world's ending. Yeah. But like yeah. also, I think it's like, have you seen freaking uh, Hunger Games? Yeah. Like the second one where PETA is like, or the third one where PETA keeps doing these like videos yeah, 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 and yeah. it progressively looks like he's being coached more and more. Yep. And then he, it looks like she's being coached into what to say. I mean, of course, she's a little oh, girl. Yeah. Like, everybody's telling her what her worldview is because she doesn't have yeah. the experience. It's yet. just, I feel really bad for her because, like, she's just doing what she's told, basically. Yeah. And it's, it's, I a, nothing... it's a low blow political move. Yeah. I knew nothing about the world when I was 16. And you can get me to, like, stand up and be passionate about something, but I'm probably wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was wrong about a lot of things when I was 16. Yeah. I thought Obama was the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> I said that to my friend in Detroit. He's like, why? Because he's black? I was like, what? No, it's just because that's what people tell me. <laughs> exactly. We're 16. repeating what people are telling us because we don't think for ourselves yet. <laughs> right. It's very No, I was 14, sorry. When I was 16, I was too busy smoking weed. Yeah. Testimony. Her, uh... <laughs> Her talk was definitely very interesting. It was definitely very inspired. Like, she was... It was very, like, appealing, and it made you feel, and stuff like that. And like, what they want you to Yeah, to which happen. is... Of course, I mean, it's, it's not a bad thing to want, like, that kind of thing if something's actually going wrong. But she's talking about, like, ecosystems collapsing. And I was right. Like, Where? Ecosystems are definitely, like, not doing well, but they're not collapsing. Right. I mean, I'm looking outside that ecosystem right now, outside our window. It looks great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know there are definitely, like, reefs places that are Oh, yeah, like, the Great well. Barrier Reef, I'm pretty, pretty sure is dead, which is super sad. Yeah. Because that was, like, beautiful. And was yeah. The biggest reef so, I world. guess if you consider, like, every, like, square foot, like, just an ecosystem, like, yeah, sure, lots <laughs> of ecosystems are collapsing. Yeah, shoot. I guess ecosystems collapse when I mow the lawn, then, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think something that happens all the time, though, and I think there's been, like... But isn't that a pattern in the world, though? Like, the world just goes through these heating and cooling cycles and it's like totally normal yeah it's a theory uh, a lot of people would believe that um, I think that's what's going on but I also think we have something to play in like the earth heating up and our carbon emissions and stuff like that as well oh yeah like I, we're like okay yeah by no means are we totally for just destroying the the I don't know ecosystem or the environment I think Christians should be the people leading the right, like we should the protecting the planet. This is thing. like goes back to like the straw thing. We care about the planet. Yeah, the Bible like literally the the first or the second <laughs> command. No, the first command that God gives to to humans is to freaking take care of the earth and, and then, cultivate it. Yeah, and then be and fruitful. And the second is to have babies. So like those are the things we're supposed to do. Plant like, gardens, have sex on the earth. That's what we're supposed to do. Can we say that on the show? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> we don't have any boss. <laughs> and so like. Yeah, our boss isn't here. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, those are the things we're supposed to do, but we're doing a real bad job at one of those things. And maybe two of those things. No, we're doing bad jobs at both. We're just... We're doing the other... The last one a lot. We're just not doing it the way God wanted. Yeah, yeah, Not us. Not everyone else. Yeah, yeah, not us. Everybody else. <laughs> yeah, but we're also... We're not doing a great job taking care of the planet, either. No. Nope. All the plastic and stuff we got laying around. Yeah. I'm going back to Cambodia, which is super exciting, but we just got done talking about that. The first week, I think, we did our show. The first show, I think, we did, we talked about plastic straws. Oh, yeah. And 
about Cambodia, how they burn plastic, and that's where I'm going back to. So it's going to be like, well, gonna have that plastic smell again. Oh yeah, burning well, plastic smell. I do not miss it. It happens everywhere. It smells so bad. It's terrible. Yep. Oh man, I don't. Well, now I'm. Uh, other than that, I'm super stoked to go back to Cambodia. Yeah, I've never been there. I've been really close to there. Come on over, bro. You did. You have a Cambodian passport because we did that. Oh yeah. Now, but you didn't go. <laughs> I didn't go. You just got the stamp. <laughs> Because I went and they're like, you've been to Cambodia before? I was like, no, I just border hopped so I could get an <laughs> extended visa in Thailand. Yeah. Because who's going to pay for 90 days? Nobody. Shh. Not us. Unreal. Free 99 is how much mine cost. Free what? Free 99. Free, oh, free 99? <laughs> free 99 <laughs> is how much mine cost. Oh, man. So today... We moving on to yeah. We're we'll talking about some fan questions. We've oh had, yes. We've had lots of people talking to us on Instagram. Had some really good conversations with some of y'all fans, and we're about to answer some of y'all questions. It's gonna be great. <coughs> Ethan is currently holding his face in a pillow over by the window, coughing so you don't hear it. <laughs> you had to out me like that. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I walked away, and made it super quiet, and you're ruined, still out of me. Ruined everything. <laughs> yeah. So we've got some really interesting fan questions that. Um, we didn't think could, well, they could take up a full show, but um, we thought we can do them, like, not as in-depth, and we can do them right now, because people asked us, asked us, and we want to reply semi-quickly, yeah. you know, as as quickly as a, a once-a-week show can, you know what I mean? So, right. we're going to try to do fan questions, maybe every five shows, maybe, just like whenever we, we feel like it, you know what I mean? Whenever we get a bunch of questions, it's kind of like when you go to that water park, and that triangle cup is filling up with oh, water. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just dumps when it when it's full. Yep. Like, when you guys send us a bunch of questions, we're like, oh, shit, we should probably do a fan show. Yep. yep. So, that's what happened. What, this is this is the fourth show that's coming out? Yeah. So, yeah, we could aim for every four shows. Or every five. We'll see where we're at. Yeah, it just depends on how many questions we get. Anyways, today we're covering three questions. Sometimes we might do more. Sometimes, hopefully, we won't do less. I think three is, like, probably the minimum that we would do. Sometimes we might do more. It just depends on like how long it takes us to answer each question. Yes. So the first question yeah. we're talking about is tithing. Should Christians tithe? What does it mean? How much should you tithe if you should tithe? What even is tithing? you want to go first or should I? What's your opinion? Okay. Well, you just asked me what my opinion is, so I guess I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting to note is that tithing is not a New Testament principle. Yeah. Which is insane, right? Because all you listeners out there who have gone to church at least once in your life, you've heard the call for tithes and offering. Yep. And never once have you questioned why we do it. However, if I told you to stop trimming your beard and stop eating pork, you'd have a fit. You'd rebuke me. And you'd say, no, that's not in the New Testament. But for some reason, when it comes to tithing, we want to take that from the Old Testament and put it into our teaching now it's very interesting so it's because money yeah it's like oh you just want and that's the thing right it's so sad because i go to some churches and they do the tithe and i'm like oh mm-hmm. I, you just want. I know the cynical worldview right i know the cynical mindset to say oh you just want my money yeah but that is not where the story ends mm-hmm. and if it was it'd be a very short answer to say stop tithing and yeah save your money but it's not right and i think we agree that so i don't want to i kind of want to say it all because it's like a whole teaching you can do on yeah on the thing right but so, in the Old Testament, the tithing was animals and grains and, like, your produce right. on your farms right. that you would give... Your first fruits. Yeah. Like, whatever, like your first fruits, your first livestock, like, everything. It's the best that you had. You'd yeah. Give. 
And it was given to the people called the Levites, which are God's chosen people, mm-hmm. to basically sacrifice and atone for the sins of the people of God. And they were too busy, like, serving God that they didn't have enough time to farm or raise a flock. Mm-hmm. So because God was like, hey, you're devoting all your time to me, I'm going to take care of you by letting everyone else give to you so you can have some food right. and some, like, to take care of your family. That's what it was for. It, right. was, it was for God's people to give to God's servants so they can continue serving God. Right. And to clarify, uh, tithing just means a tenth, to give a tenth. Yeah, it was 10%. It was 10%, 10% of the flock. And it was like the, the first 10%, the best 10% yeah. of what you got, you gave. Yep. And so the idea now is that you give 10% of your income to support your pastor or like the church that you go to to pay the bills. Right. And I think all that's good. Like mm-hmm. I, I tithe, but I know why I tithe. And sometimes I don't do necessarily a tenth. Yeah, but I, I still give like it's and that's the thing right like it all through the Old Testament it was capped at like ten percent or like bare minimum was like ten percent yeah and then Jesus gets on the scene and he just takes the whole thing out right he like takes the cap off right there's one part where he's like give as your heart leads you to mm-hmm. and he doesn't he's like hey just just give just freely you, you give you know you freely receive freely give yeah. So do you want to go comment on that a little bit more? I think we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. I think we, we are on the same page, too. I wasn't sure if we were going to be because we haven't talked about this before, really. But, um, I mean, like you said, like, tithing is mentioned 18 times in the law. Um, and tithing, giving a tenth, is mentioned zero times, like, in the New Testament. Right. Um, unless well, you can consider the woman, the poor woman who was, who was giving. It's but, in Hebrews, too, where they just... But it's just an educational lesson right, there. Right, right. But he's talking about the law, right? <clears throat> yeah, he's like, Abraham gave to Melchizedek a tenth. Right. So, it's commanded, is what I should say, in the law 18 times, but it's never yeah. commanded in the New Testament. I think um, Acts 15-something um, is talking about what... They're having, like, an argument, like, what should the Gentiles have to do? Because there was a bunch of Gentiles that were yeah. coming to know God. And they're like, should they be circumcised? Like, all of these things, like, what they have to do like, that the Jews, like, have to do, like, what do you still have to follow, right? And um, it's talking about, like, sexual immorality you shouldn't do and, like, all these kind of things. But tithing is never mentioned. It's right. something that the Gentiles should follow, the Jews also follow in their customs. Um, Can you explain Jew and Gentile real quick for maybe some people who don't know that? Yeah, Jewish people are just the the, the children of God, right? Just yeah. Jewish heritage. They're yeah. Israelites. Yeah, and Gentiles would be anybody that's basically not like that. We're Gentiles, bro. Yeah. At least I don't, I don't, I'm not Jewish. I don't know about you. Nope, not Jewish. Cool. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we did, but we did it. We did it. <laughs> we don't have to dive, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it's never really mentioned in the New Testament, or at least it's never commanded for Gentiles to give a tenth, right? I would say, um, just like in, I believe, uh, also in Acts uh, 4, um, God talks about, like, when you were saying, like, giving, right, mm-hmm. in the New Testament. It does talk about giving, but it's not a percentage that's talked about. It's talked about needs. So it's saying, are this person's needs met, yeah. right? So that could mean way more than 10%. Like, the the model, at least that I've seen through reading Scripture in the New Testament of giving, is are everybody's, like, needs around you met? Mm-hmm. And if they're not met, like, you should continue giving until everybody's needs are met. Socialism. Not really. <laughs> Just kidding. So, <laughs> socialism would be forced communism. Yeah, but. no, no. So the difference between Jesus... <clears throat> excuse me. The differences between <laughs> Jesus' teachings about giving and everyone having the same amount of, like, provision 
in socialism mm-hmm. is Jesus's way is voluntary and out of love, and socialism is compulsory, and you have to do it or you go to jail. Yes, it's theft. Sort of. Socialism yeah. is theft. Jesus is not. Yep. You can put it's that in robbery. Your fridge. You can put that in your fridge. We'll let you do that. Yeah. So I think that's like the the biblical difference is that. Um, the New Testament is for the Gentiles, like at least when it's commanded to the Gentiles, is more of are you taking care of the people around you? And in the Old Testament, it's more of give a tenth to help these like priests out, right? Yeah, Levites. Yeah. And like Jesus says, I forget where, but he says something to the effect of like, hey, just pray and see what how much God wants you to give. Yeah. So where it used to be a tenth, now God's taking the lid off, and it could be. You could pray, maybe God says, I want you to give a 30% of what you give. Yeah, you know? or more. <clears throat> and it's still like, like, that's a big sacrifice. And and the giving, you should also be wise about your giving. Like, you should know where it's going. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So in most churches, your giving either goes to your church, your pastor's salary or goes to, like, building funds. Yeah. Which, I mean, or events, which is neither here nor there. I think if we did house church, it would be better because then, like, ideally, I think if I, if I ran a house church... Mm-hmm. And we did tithe and offering. It would just go into a pot until someone had a need. Yeah. And it'd be like, oh, like the single mother of two's like car broke down. She yeah. needs it. She needs a car. That's fine. We have a whole pot of money we've been giving to. We can just buy you a car real quick because yeah. you're in the community. Yeah. You know, that'd be like a super cool. But I know there's our ch- there are churches who do that. Like one of the, the church I was just interning at, they ended up like raising money through tithe and offering to buy a single mom a car. Yeah. And like this is a vision that God dropped in the youth pastor's heart, and the youth did it, and God saw or God moved, and mm. the people saw it was amazing. It's super cool. So, yeah. It's awesome. But, yeah, so it doesn't stop. It st- I think 10%, I would tell someone now, is just a good rhythm to follow yeah. at the beginning. I agree. To get into the habit of giving. Yeah. But you should move on. You should move from there. Yeah. You shouldn't get to 10% and be like, oh, no, like, I can give any more, like, help anybody else because I've already reached my 10%. Right. I don't need to give any more. Or, like, be super stressed out if, like, you've given 8%, like, that week and you're like, oh, i got to find someone to give, like, two rest of this money to. Right? Yeah. That's not how it works, right? We're giving to fulfill needs, not to like reach a goal of 10%. That's yeah. not the heart or the command of Yeah, God is way more concerned with your obedience and your heart posture towards following Him and loving people than He is about the actual amount given. So if you only give like 5%, say you're like struggling hardcore, right? But you want to start giving. Yeah. Right? You're like, oh, I just want to do something to start giving. Mm-hmm. God's not too concerned with like the percentage, right? He just wants you to give out of love. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the biggest thing too is like, the Bible says, like, um, like when it says, like, freely re- receive, freely give, I think it means, like, in context, maybe scripture, or maybe, like, salvation. Mm-hmm. But it also, like, that idea, like, you freely received grace and mercy from Jesus Christ and freedom and mm-hmm. the ability to give. So you should freely give and just give out of love and desire and be happy and let it be something you're joyful to do. Yeah. You know, don't make it this, like, overbearing law that you're like, oh, I have to do it. Yeah. And if you don't know where to start, you guys can tie it to us. <laughs> We're both missionaries. We're both missionaries. We both need money. And then you can specify if you want to give directly to the show or not. We started doing that. Oh, yeah. We're monetized now. We monetized our podcast. This is, it seems like a timely thing to do. This is what pastors do. Yeah. <laughs> wait, this is things you don't hear in church. We'll wait. To- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll- yeah. Wait till you can just end it. You don't have to listen to it. <laughs> but, yeah. We'll talk about that towards the end of the podcast about cool things that we changed in the podcast, I guess. Yeah. So I have a verse that has to do with tithing that I think is very controversial. Um, it has a lot to do with prosperity, but I'm 
I just want to know like, what you think about it. It's okay. the Malachi. Um, oh yes, three nine through ten verse. Really? Yeah. Okay, I I honestly don't know if I'm gonna agree with you because I don't know where you stand. But That's okay. Let me know what you think. Okay. So do read you want to, do you want to explain the verse or do you want me to? You can explain it and read it for. I wasn't gonna read the whole thing. I was just gonna paraphrase. Oh yeah, whatever. As long as the listeners understand what's going on. Okay, yeah. So the children of Israel aren't giving money or aren't like giving their tenth right from their crops. Mm-hmm. Um. And God says, like, rebukes him, basically. He's like, don't you know, like, if you gave, like, I would open the storehouses, like, mm-hmm. of heaven and give them to you, right? And he was, yeah. like, and then later he says, test me on this and test me that I won't, like, that I won't give you more than you give me, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about that verse? I think, Those verses. so what was going on was, like, Israel's, like, not obeying, right? And he's, yeah. like, he's, like, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. And he's, like, see that I won't pour out heaven on you, right? Because yeah. this is the part of the covenant, like, you mm-hmm. do this, this is what you get. And I think that kind of goes back to, like, God. I don't necessarily look at it as God. Like, it's not like an equation, right? Like, I give tithe. God is compelled to give me more. More. Like, that's what I've heard messages say that mm-hmm. in teachings. I've listened to, like, oh, it, like, God has to bless you if you give. Like, I've literally heard people say, like, God can do nothing else but give to you if you give. Yeah. And that's such a stupid view to have because, like, wait, you're really going to you God of the universe has to do something. He has to. I'm twisting his arm by giving him, even though my yeah. heart has nothing to do with this money, yeah. right? And so I don't think it's necessarily like a, like, hey, test me and watch this happen, and this will happen because it's a spiritual law that I'm not going to break. Mm-hmm. I think it's more like God pleading, and like how I read this, like God saying, like, don't you trust me? Like, watch. Like, I wish you would just trust me with this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like, like I think God, it shows God saying like man, if you would just obey me like, and just put your trust in me, because that's what it is, right? When we give our, our money away, like, we're trusting that God was, is going to provide in some way. Yeah. And it's like, man, if you trust me in this, watch what's going to happen. Yeah. You're not going to be disappointed. Right yeah. Yeah. He's like, you're not going to be disappointed in, in what I'm going to do. And that's not by any means saying you're going to have a million dollars if you give a thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. It's just saying God's going to take care of you and God's going to sustain you. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with getting rich. It's just like putting your trust in God and seeing his promises come true. Yeah. Yep. I think I would agree with you. Um, I know there's lots of people who make the argument that uh, this verse does not apply to us because it's for the children of Israel, um, and it shouldn't apply to Gentiles like you and me. Um, but <laughs> I would... I like how you did that. Yeah, I would, I would disagree, because in, in Galatians it talks all about how we're grafted in, you know, um, we're saved by faith, just like our forefathers were saved by faith, right? And it makes that distinction in... Gent- in uh, in Galatians. Did I say Gentiles? You said we're Gentiles. I thought I quoted scripture as Gentiles. No, no, I meant in Galatians, if I didn't say Galatians. I'm looking up a Bible verse, so I'm sorry I was not super here. So I think, I mean, it's my opinion, I could be totally wrong, because I haven't done a ton of study on this, but from my understanding right now, we're grafted in, right? Yeah. We're, we're sons and daughters, we're adopted, we have the same inheritance that, like, in my opinion, that the Jews did, right? And so yeah. I think those promises that God made to the, the Jewish nation um, are also to us now. Just like they were saved through faith, like we're also saved through faith, right? Right. Or saved by faith. I think, so, this is where some other people get mad at me about this. So, there's, like, the idea of replacement theology, where it's, mm-hmm. like, the church has replaced Israel. Right. And now we're spiritual Israel. Right. So, everything the Bible says about Israel, it actually can be applied to the church nowadays. Right, right. That is a theological stance. I don't know how much I agree with it in, because I don't, I wouldn't say we replace the church. Yeah, but we're grafted. I don't think we replace. Or we don't know the, the church. So we replace Israel. Yeah, I don't think we do. But we're grafted into Israel. Yes. 
So in a way, we are quote unquote spiritual Israel. Yeah. In a way, and but I still think that there's promises in the Bible and things said about the Jewish people and the nation of Israel that are specific to Jewish people and mm-hmm. Israel, mm-hmm. and not apply like especially in the Revel in Revelation when it mm-hmm. talks about like all Jews are going to come back or I think it says that. I don't know. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. The and things I, that are specific like in scripture to Israel are for Israel yeah. and not necessarily I've for heard, us anymore. I told that to a guy back home who's a pastor and he's like, he's like, because it's like replacement theology or this other theological term, I forget. Yeah. And he's like, you can't have both. I was like, no, but I do. And he's <laughs> like, he's like, no, he's like, but no side is going to tell you. He's like, neither side tells you you can have both. I was like, but I do have both. <laughs> I like those people with like the coexist, coexist stickers. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they say coexist, coexist, but none of the religions are going to coexist say that. together. You're yeah. right. It's, it's like really you can both sides are like you can't do this, and I'm like, but I am. Yeah, I just, I just am. Yeah. So I guess like to wrap that topic up is, or at least the Malachi part. Yeah. Uh, verses is, I would say, yeah, like I think it's about your heart, and I think God does promise He's going to take care of you if you give. Um, and in my experience, every time I've given or give, given, <laughs> every time I've given, um, I've given with like the correct heart and not expecting anything back. I have seen God bless me. I've gotten like either more supporters or like someone will bless me as well. Yeah. It doesn't happen every time, but I've noticed it strangely happen more when my heart is more open to give and I'm giving more. I'll see more people like support me and stuff right. like that. So, and yeah, just a little testimony of that. Like when I was moving out to Hawaii, I was working a job where I had just just enough income to pay for my gas to go to the internship and get coffee every day, yeah. basically. And didn't really have any money. And, like, the personnel department here was like, hey, when are you coming? We know. And they kept, like, ne- like emailing me. And I was like, oh, no, I don't have a ticket because I don't have any money. And I was like, so I was praying. I was like, God, like, I know your promises are true. And mm-hmm. it, like, this is my heart posture, right? I was like, God, I'm, I'm not going to fall into worry because that's sin. Mm-hmm. But I, and I know you're going to get me to Hawaii. I'm just asking that you provide the money soon. Mm-hmm. And then I went to sleep that night. And I had a dream that I gave my friend a certain amount of money who's a missionary. Mm-hmm. And not part of why I'm just went out and did his yeah. thing, right? So I woke up, I asked for his PayPal, I sent him the money, and he's like, thanks, dude, why? I was like, I don't know, I just, God told me to. And he's like, oh, he's like, well, I don't have any need right now, but maybe God's showing you something that I haven't seen yet. Huh. And that was it. Cool. But what he, what I was told to give was a tenth of my, was ended up being 10% of my plane ticket out here. Wow. And later that day, I was at dinner with some people, and they ended up giving me enough money to buy my plane ticket. That's awesome. <clears throat> and so that was like me giving a 10%, you mm-hmm. know, and then seeing God come through. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that. It's not, like like I said, though, it's not an equation. You know, it's not like a mathematician, mathematic equation where every time you do this, you're going to get such and such result. Right. It's God commands us to be generous as his people out of love for him and, peop- and, and humans. Mm-hmm. And then because we're generous and our generosity is evidence that we trust him. Yeah then he's able to move because he knows we trust him. Yep. It's not about giving money. It's about trusting God. Yeah. Or it's not about getting money either. Yeah. Trusting God. And I think that's where people get off. Yep. But in regards to that, there's a scripture I just want to touch on. Okay. Because if you're in church in America, you've probably heard this scripture used in this context or quoted, and it's taken completely out of context. That makes me so mad. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So... Jesus is teaching about parables. Where? <clears throat> Matthew 13. Okay. And he says, so it's talking about the different soils, right? And mm-hmm. he's like, the four soils, like the good soil, the rocky soil. Yeah. All yeah. These. At one point, it says, 
it fell on the good soil. Excuse me, my water fell on the floor and I got a cough and clear my throat. <laughs> Go for <clears> it. <throat> That's super embarrassing. It's fine. Um, anyways, it talks about the good soil and it says the good soil fell, or the seed fell on the good soil and it produced 30, 60, and 100 fold of the fruit, the mm-hmm. fruit that it was, so that was planted. Yeah. And I've heard countless messages of God, of, of people saying like, if you give, God will give to you 30, what? 60, 100 fold. How in the world do people apply that to that oh situation? My, it gets me, I wish we were on video right now so you guys could see how animate I am right now. But, um, it's, it gets me so, so mad because how on earth do you see a biblical message about sowing like seed, the word of God. That's yeah. the, the seed is the word of God. Literally the word and of God. The, the dirt is the heart yeah. of people. Yeah. And then expect and turn into money. Like he's talking about seeing like spiritual growth, character growth, the, the fruits of the spirit grown. Like the 30, 60 and a hundred fold are the, like the millions of dollars you're going to get. For giving. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, <laughs> about, it's about Jesus. It's sanctification. It's changing your life. Yep. And it's you becoming an obedient Christian. Yep. You like you can't even have an atheist who doesn't believe in God read this and think it has anything to do with money. Right, it's hilarious. That's great. I get so upset. It's pretty funny. Oh man. All right. Should Anyways, we go to our next topic? <laughs> should we go to our next topic? Yeah, let's do it. All right, sweet. All right. Sweet. Sorry for that little disruption. We had someone walk in there and it was a little awkward. But could you right. could you just tell it like was like scatterbrained? Like I looked back in the door. We got open. so passionate and then it was just like over for a second. Yeah. And then it came back. <laughs> Boom! Yeah, I was. I was scatterbrained. I was all over the place and had to remember where I was picking up. What are you talking about? Okay, our second and not final topic of the day. We're going to talk about what Bible version should you read, and is it important? It is important. Yeah. What do you think? I think you should read the best one. Nice. Yeah, me too. You should read the best (laughs) one. And that's it on that topic. We're going to the next one. (laughs) There's that. You should learn. Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. Dude, I want to so and bad. And read the originals. So bad. That would take so long. Yeah. Oh, you know what we should have done? But it's worth it. I want to do it. We should have had Chad Lewis on the show. Oh. There's this guy here who's teaching in the Bible school we run, and he's like the smartest guy that I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Second smartest guy. There's so many teachers on this base that read um, the Bible and have the Bible in Hebrew and Greek. And they just straight read it in Hebrew and Greek. They don't even read it in English. Right. And I'm like, what? Like, I want to just be able to do that. And they're, and the thing that I take that encourages me is I know they're all, like, over 50. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I got time. I got... Any time to learn this. I got, like, I got 30 years. Yeah. 10 years each one. Yeah. I would love to be able to learn both of those. It would be so amazing. Just be able to read the Bible so much easier and really know what it means. Yeah. But anyways, with that, so... Oh my gosh, actually, let me look at my notes. I think I took notes. There's, um, oh man, we just t- discussed this uh, last week about, we listened to a podcast by this guy named Steve Gregg who talks about that. And there's, Bible translations? Yeah, and it talks about tools to study the Bible, and he talked about how there's two different ways they, or two different texts they use to interpret, or to translate the Bible okay. for the New Testament. Yeah. So there's like, have you heard the the Alexandrian text and the Textus rep, uh, Receptus? No. Okay. Anyways, basically, the Texas Receptives are basically just KJV and New KJV. Okay. And everything else is the Alexandria. Interesting. And the reason is because the um, Texas Receptives, mm-hmm. <clears throat> what I was going to say, yeah, so there's like thousands of copies of the Texas Receptives, uh-huh. 
And so that's why that's what makes it like that much more like weighty. It's like, oh look, there's all these copies. Yeah. And there's like maybe nine or so copies of the Alexandrian text. Mm-hmm. But the Alexandrian text is there different names for these? Because I'm pretty sure I know them, but for different as different names. There probably is like the Masoretic texts and stuff like that. That might be Old Testament. I don't know. And this it is, is specifically most old. of the Masoretic is okay. Yeah, this is specifically New Testament stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, but so the Alexandrians are technically they're like older, so they're closer to the original like time that things okay. were happening. Anyways, those are just that, I'm not going to get into detail like too much about that because that's mm-hmm. a like uh, that's a very long podcast. Yeah. I don't know too much about it, but I know those are the two, and most scholars believe that Alexandrian are, like, super legit, mm-hmm. and they, I mean, that's where we get the NASB, the ESV, the NIV, right. basically everything else at the King James Version. Yeah. And, so with that being said, I use NASB personally, mm-hmm. and so, do you want to go into detail about the differences? Why do you like NASB? So the ESV, um, which is the English Standard Version, the CHSB, is that what you, the Christian Holman Standard Bible? The HCSB. HCSB. But I use the CSB, which is the... Christian Standard? Yeah, Christian Standard Bible. Okay. That one and NASB are word-for-word translations okay. from the original languages. Mm-hmm. So basically, they looked at the word in Greek and said, okay, what is the equivalent of this word in English? And put mm-hmm. that there. And so sometimes it's a little bit harder to read. Yeah. Because it's not written in like... Like I said, it'll say like, oh, look, go go get the four talent. Oh, this mm-hmm. guy had ten talents. Yeah. And they use talent as a form of currency while well, we use it as, like, an action that you do, that you're good at. Right. So, because it's word for word, you have to, I guess, understand the cultures a little bit more. Yeah. And I've just used NASB since I have been 14. Like, that's all I've had. Okay. So, that's the only reason I really stick to it. Yeah. I also venture off into ESV, and that's about it. Cool. Um, I started out New Kings James, but then it was just, I didn't want to anymore. Yeah. Um, I feel like everybody that's ever been a Bible scholar, like at least here, like always uses the ESV, and you're like, or yeah, yeah, and like yeah, you're ESV. like a everyone here uses a ESV. simpleton if you don't like no everyone. The ESV study so many Bible. people like you have ESV, yeah, it's superior, and I'm like, oh, like all the you're Bible right. students have ESV Bibles, yeah. and I'm like, you guys, there's more translations. I mean, I love the ESV. I read it on my computer. Yeah, I love. It. I listen awesome. to it on audio, but I just don't. But then, like, yeah, NIV and NLT and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And those are more idea for ideas. So they'll look at mm-hmm. the Greek and be like, okay, what's the author communicating? And they'll put it in a way that we'll understand. So Top of thought, yeah. Yeah, so it's like if we were saying, oh, my gosh, it's raining cats and dogs outside. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to translate in that into another language. The 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 word for word would literally translate it, cat, and raining cats and dogs, in that language, and they might not understand that that's right. an idiom. I think right. is what we use the yeah. word, and I think it's an idiom, something like that. One mm-hmm. of those grammatical tools. Yeah. So they would, but the idea for idea would take it, and they would say, "Oh, okay. Well, we have they have this saying in English, and then they have this saying that means the same thing. I'll just change it, and it won't even be the same word at all, but it communicates right. the same message." Yeah, yeah. That so, would be thought for thought. Yeah. So thought for thought. I think both are good. Obviously, like neither are terribly bad if you get the whole of the gospel in there. Yeah. I think where we get off into a slippery slope is when we get into things that are more like paraphrases, like the message, yeah, or complete just jargon, like the passion. Like the passion, yeah. And that's right. I said jargon for the passion. Sue <laughs> me, okay? The we pa- have very strong opinions on the <laughs> translation. If you have the passion translation, throw it away. I was gonna say you could still keep it. Actually, I was gonna <laughs> say whatever. Like I don't care if you have it. I don't care if you use it, but don't use it as your main Bible study tool. Yeah. Definitely not. But it should be the same with the passion. Well, that's what I'm saying with the... I mean, I mean the message, sorry. Oh, yeah, the message, too. Don't use the message as your main 
stu- tool of study either. For study, yeah. Like, if you're, like, and why would you want to either? Like, you're studying the Word of God. Yeah. You know, like, this is the creator of the universe putting his thoughts and his character and his nature and his desires for your life in a consumable template, or not template, but consumable thing, resource, and you can have that, like, accurate to the T of what he meant in a word-for-word, like, yeah. ESV. Yeah, and it's beautiful. And it sounds beautiful, and, like, you can understand it. It's not that hard to understand. You have to add... 50% more Bible to it for you to understand it more. That's the passion translation. Bro, I don't actually read anything unless they have, like, deep and fiery passion before every single line. <laughs> That's the only way I read my books now. Okay. For The Lord of the Rings, I took it and rewrote deep rewrote. And, and fiery, like, passion before every single line. And now it, it makes so much more sense to me. Wow. Okay, so that's... For those who don't know the passion translation, basically it's Bethel's version of the Bible. Yeah. Like, they took the Bible and they made it sound how they wanted it to sound so they can, like... I don't know, have it mean what they want. Like, it's to, it, it basically sounds like it was created to fit their agenda of what they want you to believe spiritually. Exactly, yeah. Because they'll add, like, realm to everything. and like There's so many realms in there. Like, it's not even... And the problem is, is it'll say, like, I saw him coming out of Zion. And that might be what the psalm says. But they'll say, and I saw him descending from the Zion realm. And it's like... The what? word realm is in no way, shape, or form in, in the original text, text. Anywhere. And, and it's not even the idea. Like, you're inserting that because you want it there. It's not even like... Yeah. Oh, man, it just gets it's me. It's just like the word realm, dude. Oh, it there, gets right? me. Oh, I'm so upset. Dude, he, he descended from the Zion realm I'm gonna go passionately look up. and with fire. Go, let's go to Psalms 1. Okay, you go to Psalms 1 in your Bible. I'll find the passion. And we'll just... Okay, okay. We'll just see what Psalms this, 1. We're just picking up a random scripture, okay? This is, we didn't plan this. We're just doing Psalm 1 just to see how different it is. And if it's not different, we'll go to another one. Or repent. We'll repent. What do you want me to use, ESV? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll use it. Okay, you read just Psalms 1-1, and then I'll read Psalms 1-1. Okay, Psalms 1-1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Okay. What delight comes to the one who follows God's ways? He won't walk in the steps of the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. So that's not, that's not too bad. That's not too bad, yeah. That's not too bad. We like that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That All doesn't right. add any fiery passion in our realm in there. Right. All right, let's go to the second verse. Let's go to two. Okay, 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 two. Um, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. This is kind of, in my opinion, where it gets tricky. He says... His pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of I am, meditating day and night in the true revelation of light. What? Yeah. <laughs> yep. What? Yep. And we went off the rails. <laughs> but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. I didn't even understand what you just so said. So they said Lord, but instead of Lord, and the word Lord there isn't... Okay, it's Yahweh, Yahweh. Yeah, Yahweh. which translates I am, so they added I am. Oh, interesting. But it's like... Why? Yeah. And uh, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm being too cynical, but I don't yeah. know. Let's go to verse 3. Oh, wow, we're getting deep. We'll just do this. It's only six six verses. Okay, yeah, let's go. You want me to read the whole thing? Sure. Okay. Uh, he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yield its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. 
Well, the Passion, actually, Psalms 1 isn't too bad. Yeah. I'd be okay with someone reading this one. Me too. It says, He'll be standing firm like a flourishing tree, planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of his life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. But how different are the wicked? The, all, all they are is dust in the wind, driven away to destruction. The wicked will not endure the day of judgment, for God will not defend them. Nothing they do will succeed or endure for long. They have no part with those who walk in truth. How different is it It is for the righteous. The Lord embraces their paths as they move forward, while the way of the wicked leads only to doom. So that's yeah. not terrible. So Psalms 1 isn't that bad. But the, the point is that there are so many other verses where they infer things that are not actually in the Scripture whatsoever, like the realm thing we're talking about, or inferring mm-hmm. um, a deep, fiery passion that wasn't also in there in the script. Right. Which is very troubling to me. Like um, Psalms 23... Two says he offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brooks of bliss. That's. Huh. But I feel like that's that's not what the Bible says. No, the the Bible says he makes me lie down in green pastures, pastures and leads me beside beside still waters. Dude, that are filled with bliss. Okay, so that's the thing that irks me, right? It says he makes me lie down in green pastures. Nothing about luxurious love. Yeah. He leads me beside still waters. Nothing about brooks of bliss. Yeah, and it's not to say what? that that that's not how necessarily God feels about you. It's just that that's not what's in the Bible, right? You know what I mean? So they're, they're adding a picture that's not. There. Yeah, they're inferring who they think God is on what the Bible actually says. So and we're not saying that that's not how God feels about you, or that's what God wants for you. But it's just that that's not what the Bible says, right? And they just add things like they legit just like add so much that. Is it even in the original language? Yeah. And we've done, I've done extensive research about this. Like, I'm not just saying this out of, like, cynical upsetness towards Bethel. I don't care mm-hmm. who it is that's doing this. I've watched, like, countless videos about this, like, why it's, like, the guy who translated it isn't even a translator. It says, like, he, like, really? they call him a translator. But what that actually means is he was in South America helping translators. And by helping translators, he was just copying down, like, things they already wrote. Oh, interesting. So he wasn't even, like, on the team that was, like, saying, okay, here's what this word means. Let's try to put it in this word for this yeah. context. Yeah, He wasn't, he's not even a legit translator. Wow. It's upsetting. Didn't tell me they added, like, 50% more of the Bible, like, in the word count than there was before? Yeah, something like that, like, ridiculous amount. So if the Bible was, like, the normal Bible, the ESV, was 100 words, just to say if it was 100 words, yeah. the Passion Translation would be 150 words. Yeah, something ridiculous like that. That's crazy. Like, if you guys want more information that's, like, way more in-depth... Do your Googles. Go to Google. Yeah. No, uh, go to YouTube and search Mike Winger and just look up the Passion Translation. He has, like, four or five videos on it. Nice. And he's a super nice guy. Super awesome. Yeah. Very respectful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to see if John 1-1 one, one is... Or John 1 is messed up. So what... What pat Or what uh, What version do you think people should listen... Or should read just for the... The sum up of this whole topic? I think you should read... Well, it depends on what you're going for, right? Like your preference, right? So if you, I don't, I don't think there's too much of a big deal going thought for thought over mm-hmm. word for word, because it's still getting the message across. I personally like word for word translations better. Yeah. So like that's why I use NASB. NASB and ESV are super similar. Like I read along in my NASB when people mm-hmm. are reading ESV, and it's like maybe instead of Christ they use like Messiah or right. vice versa or something like that, yeah. right? So it's super similar. 
there's not much difference. I don't know anything about the CH or CSB mm-hmm. one you use. I, so you can talk about that one for a little bit. It sounds like it's the same thing. Um, so I actually forget if it's a uh, word for word or thought for thought. Uh, you said it was word for word, but I'm not sure. I thought the I thought the Holman Christian Standard or whatever Christian Holman, however it is. I can't remember. I, I knew at one point, but I can't remember anymore. Whatever they use at YWAM Yosemite, I thought was word for word. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I like it a lot. Um, I would say I've read both word for word and thought for thought Bibles. Um, I haven't noticed a giant difference when I'm right. reading them. Um, I also haven't heard a lot of complaints from people. I think it's all about how you learn, right? Like if you are very like good at reading and understanding what you read and stuff like that, then I would say a word for word like wouldn't be bad for you. But maybe if you have dyslexia and you have a hard enough time like comprehending what you read in the first place, maybe a thought for thought would be a little more helpful for you. Or maybe even like um, the message or something like that would be yeah. a lot more helpful for you because it's going to be hard for you to comprehend it anyway. Yeah, you know like I mean? NLT is super good. Like I'm not too keen on the NIV. I think there's like 114 known errors in that. Really? Then, something like that. It's concerning. But I think they say errors. And by errors, they mean, like, not word for word. So because it's idea for idea, I expect it not to be yeah, yeah. super accurate in wording. So I have, I'm not too concerned with that anymore. But I know NLT, like, um, I know a, a pastor who preaches from the NLT. And every time I read it, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it says. Like, it's, yeah. that's good. And it's, it's, it's just very common in English. Yeah. And it's, it's still good. Yeah. So I would say it depends on your learning style and what you're going for. I think reading from both is really cool. Um, if I was to get a study Bible and I'm going to do like slow study through the scripture to see what everything means, I'm looking up the Greek and the Hebrew behind everything. I would say I'd use an ESV, like get an ESV study Bible. Yeah. Maybe one of the ones that's just like paper and you have the rings so you can like write on the margins on the side and stuff like right, that. Right, right. That's what I would get if I was going to study. But if I'm just going to like sit and listen to the Bible, you know what I mean? I'm probably going to use something else like the CSB or, or something like that. Right. And I would say it's always good to not stick with just one. Like, yeah. I don't stick with one. I usually use an ESV. And ESV, and on top of that, I've, I listen to, I have commentaries that I read also. Yeah. It's not like you're heretical or anything like that if you decide to read, like, a different Bible translation. How dare you go to NIV? No. But, like, like that's what I'm saying, right? Like, use multiple of them. You have them. Yeah. Yep. I grew up reading the New King James, um, and I liked it. I definitely like other ones more now. Um, but, yeah, I grew up reading that, and it's not a big deal. Yeah. King James is hard. Just the plain King James. I know a yeah. guy who became oh, oh, a pastor yeah. recently, but of this like old Hawaiian church, and they uh, still use the King James. So uh, he's like, he's learning how to get used to King James so he can like lead the congregation. Wow. But he's like, he's like, dude, I feel so much smarter now. He's like, it's so cool to like understand what it means, like these <laughs> vowels and whatnot. Yeah. I'm like, man, I kind of want to do that now. But you do know what it means. You just read. The, I know, but it's just harder to read like the like I'll like get so I'll like reread things in the King James version because I'm like, what is going on, bro? If you're trying to hide what the Bible means from your congregation, you should use. James. <laughs> you hear that? Joel Osteen. Oh, I'm just kidding. Was... Joel Osteen. No, he just oh, yeah, has con- 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 <laughs> That joke went over like my head. <laughs> I was so close to not saying that, but I said, like, I had started the first part, like, right before I got to say his name, I was like, very, yeah, like, a conversation in my head for, like, a split second, like, you should I about to do this? <laughs> and you did it. I thought, I'm going to do it. Because, honestly, if you're following Jesus... And, and you don't know that Joel Osteen's super wacky. You I, might not be listening to his messages. Yeah, you definitely aren't listening. That's to like messages. Benny Hinn, right? Like everyone knows Benny Hinn is kind of questionable. Like this yeah. dude just wants your money. Yep. 
So boys using force powers and I agree right. over. It's just like this that's like something Babylon B actually commented on that too. They made a joke about him. They're like, honestly, if you don't know that he's weird and like a, someone you should be concerned to listen to, like that's kind of on you at this point. This is yeah. 2019, you know, like everybody else knows that you, so <laughs> non-Christians know the dude's wacky. Yeah, exactly. So. A lot of non-Christians know the dude's wacky. He's famous. <laughs> he's famous. Christians aren't allowed to be famous. Exactly, dude. Oh, we should talk about celebrity Christians at some point. More than just kind of like yeah. last week, but like not right now, but sometime we can. Yeah, for sure. Very interesting conversation. Oh yeah. Yeah, pray for them. Honestly, that's honestly pray for them. That we we say like that's what you should do. No, but legit, you should pray for. Your we have whole like why I'm like pro teams dedicated to praying for celebrities. That's, I think it's a great thing. Yeah, it's cool. We should pray for. They have so much influence. Too. We should pray. Let's for stop our... talking about it. So we can talk about it on a different episode. We should stop the podcast and pray right now. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> All right, we're back from our, our prayer time. <laughs> Just kidding. We're not back from that. We didn't go. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> our last our last topic, our very last topic of the day, we're gonna talk about what is taking the Lord's name in vain. Oh my gosh! What is, what is doing it? And then also swearing a little bit. We'll, we'll swear. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on a little bit of swearing, which is you know a little, a little, a little different than taking the Lord's name in vain. I love how high pitching it because like, <laughs> you know you're uncomfortable when you start getting a little bit high pitched. Yeah. Like, yeah. When you, like, did something and you know you're about to get caught and your boss is like, Hey, Ethan, can I talk to you? Like, yeah, what's up, man? I didn't even do anything. He started talking really fast on high pitch. Yeah. Just um, says you're guilty. I had a conversation about Alex with that. He's like, hey, Ethan, can I talk to you? I'm like, yeah, dude, what's up? I, didn't, I totally didn't leave the, the sound booth open. And I'm like. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Lord's name and name. What do you think about this? I think you're more prepared for this conversation than I am. Oh, I don't think I am. Oh. Maybe we're both either super prepared and we're just being humble, or we're both very not prepared. Ooh, I would lean towards the second one on that one. <laughs> I think I'm more prepared on the swearing aspect than taking the Lord's yeah. name in vain. So I know... Okay, you go first. Okay, I can give you my opinion. Yeah. My opinion has been this, is that <sighs> I've grown up thinking that saying, oh my God, <gasps> is taking the Lord's name in vain. Homeschoolers right? cover your ears. <laughs> it's getting dicey. It's getting a little dicey in here. The Lord's getting a little choppy. But I've grown up like thinking that that was a bad word, and now I'm not saying it's not. I'm just just talking right now, okay? So okay, well now we have to calm, make the, now calm. we have to make the show explicit. Calm down a little so. bit, okay? <laughs> have the parental advisor thing in the background. <laughs> okay, so for a lot of people, they may not know this, but for the rest of the world, their God's name is usually God, but our God actually has a name. He has a lot of names, like Yahweh, Jehovah, all those kind of things are his names. Jesus. Yeah. God is his title. Yeah. It's that's, like a, that's who he is. It's like a CEO. Yeah. So, like, oh, my CEO. You know? <laughs> like, you're just saying the title that he has. You're not necessarily, like, necessarily saying who he is. Though it is a descri- like a descriptive word to talk still, about God. And you can say, say it's, it's like, a name. When we pray, I say, dear God. Yeah, yeah. So, a lot of people use it as his name, but... uh I would more consider it his title than his name. Um, you know, I'd call him, like, Jehovah. Just like we call him Father. Father's a title. That's part of who he is. Um, and he is addressed as Father a lot in the Bible. But I'd say his name's, like, Yahweh and stuff like that. So, but I don't think that's the point. Uh, that's kind of a, a moot point. I would say that God is not his name. But when the Bible talks about taking the Lord's name in vain, right, it's talking about disrespecting the name of God and not giving God the correct respect and honor that yeah. he's due, yeah. right? 
Um, and so people, and all husband would take his name in vain by not giving it the correct respect, right? By swearing by it, by not like giving it a lot of value. So they would devalue God and how they talked about him, right? And how they talked about his name. So I'd say a lot of things are taking the Lord's name in vain. Any instance where you're devaluing God, um, especially his name and who he is, is a, a time when you're taking the Lord's name in vain, in my opinion. I agree. Um, the word... So this is, like I said, I got, like, a concordance, right? Like, yeah. I bought one, and it's on my phone now, so whenever I'm like, oh, what's the word for vain? Just yeah, pull yeah. that up real quick. The Hebrew word is shav. I think that's how you pronounce it, shav. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, it just says, like, the sense of desolating, you know, like, to, like, emptiness, vanity, falsehood, like, worthlessness, like, to make God's name seem worthless. Yeah. To devalue it. Yeah. So I don't think you should say, oh, my God, because... Yeah. That's kind of being reckless with it. Yeah. I think that's... Why are you saying it? Yeah. It's kind of just just stupid. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yep. Also, but any other time that you're saying anything that doesn't bring God the glory that he's due or the honor that he's due. Mm -hmm. So, would you even say, and this is getting into like some theology and some things that we like to tell people because it's comforting, but like when bad things happen in life, we say, the Lord works in mysterious ways and you don't give him a genuine answer. Could that fall under taking the Lord's name in vain? Why? I don't think I follow you. No? Because it depends on your theological stance, right? Okay. That's why I said we're into some theology. So I think I zoned out for a second. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I missed something. So if you believe that God never kills people or takes people's lives. Okay. And then someone's... But I mean, okay. I'm just saying... If you believe that, okay, yeah. I don't necessarily believe that. Okay, I'm yeah. just hypothetical for yeah. anyone listening who might have yeah. this argument. Yeah, if you've never read the Bible before, yeah. Because <laughs> I used to, like, I would tell you probably, like, four years ago, I would say, no, Jesus doesn't kill people. Right. And then, then I, now I'm better at my theology, and I'd say... Yeah. Remember that time when he, like, sent a flood to, like, kill everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when it talks about he's going to come and wipe out half the world or whatever? Yeah. God later. Killing he's anybody. coming later. Um, anyway, so now I'm more educated, but for the people who maybe are how I used to be four years ago and it's like saying like oh god it works in mysterious ways basically saying like you can't really like explain so they, they, they say that's like that's like something I don't like to say it's like god works in mysterious ways mm-hmm. I think it's a ingenuine answer to when hardship happens yeah but would do you think would that be a way someone would be able to say like who has a theological predisposition to say that would be taking the name of the lord in vain or taking god's name in vain for them because they believe that God isn't doing it, and you're saying God is doing it. So in their mindset, that would be, like, devaluing. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it does, it does make sense a little bit. I don't think it would be, but it, I, it could. Um, but I don't think I would have a problem with it necessarily, especially if the person doesn't really know. Like, they're not doing it from a bad place. It's just, like, they don't understand. It's right. just the, the theological bent they're coming from, and they're just saying that to try to comfort someone. I don't necessarily think that's bad. Because they just don't understand God, which none of us do, but they just don't understand that part about God, so right. they don't, can't explain it because they don't understand okay. it. So I guess I another I question would be, besides saying, oh my God, what would you consider taking the Lord's name in vain? Because if we say like anything that's not bringing value, but is there any practical things you're thinking of right yeah. now? Yeah, I just, the main thing that I think about is just putting God's name in the sense of like you're you're using it to defame something, right? Like, so you're saying it in a bad way. So mostly people use, like, oh, my God, or saying, like, Jesus Christ or something like that. Yeah. They're using it in a bad way. Like, they'll stub their toe and they'll say that, or, like, something bad will happen or, or something good will happen or something like that. Or, gosh and, dang it, yeah. they'll say that. They'll just use it as, like, 
this word they say when something happens, bad or good, I would say that's just throwing it around and you're devaluing it by using it in that way. You're not giving the Lord's name the proper respect that it's due. Right. So I would say that is taking the Lord's name in vain. But I also say like a lot of other things are as well. Yeah. Anyway, you defame God. So, I mean, anything you do to take away glory and fame from God would be, I believe, devaluing his name, taking his name in vain, right? Yeah. Reducing and, the value in who God is. Yeah, and there's times like... Even, like, people are joking, and they might say something, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, don't do that. <laughs> like, like, um, like I remember I was at the beach one time, and someone was, like, faking a baptism. Like, oh, they're like, just baptize me. And, like, they dug. I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I don't think you should be joking about it. Like, I gave them this look, and they kind of were like, I shouldn't do that, should I? I was like, I don't think so. Like, yeah. maybe I'm being too careful. Yeah. But I don't think we should just be, like, willy-nilly about holy things. Yeah. I think it's definitely a gray area and it depends on your heart a lot when it comes to those kind of circumstances. But yeah, for sure. Or like, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about taking the Lord's name in vain? Or you want to talk about some uh, swearing? Just don't do it. <laughs> just, just, just stop it. it. Just respect God. It's not that hard. <laughs> just respect God. Just act like you love him. Yeah. You say you do. Yeah. So. <laughs> try, try doing it sometime. <laughs> you should actually try. <laughs> oh man, we're going to offend so many people. I struggle with that a lot too though also if you get a bad if you're coffee I'm just thinking like right now like someone like gets a McDonald's or like goes to a coffee thing and they get the wrong order and they're like gosh dang it or like they mm-hmm. don't say that but they say the, the explicit yeah. version and they're like oh my god idiot like just uh, stop doing stuff like that yeah you know like just recognize what you're saying and who you're talking about yeah and really like take time and think about the god of the universe and like how we should like be careful what we say yeah like one time I was I was showering and I was like praying and I was just being so honest with God and I was mad about something and I was like I was like God you, you should have just done it better and like I remember I said that like out loud yeah and then immediately God checked my heart and I felt him in my heart say like what'd you say and yeah. I was like wide eyed like stopped, <laughs> stopped in my tracks sorry, and I was God. just like nothing sorry sir I'm not. <laughs> I was like I can't believe I just said that to you like I actually like was repenting like that just came out and like I can't, like, do anything about it because it's there, like... Yeah. I was just being honest with it, and I was, like, mad at God about something I didn't realize I was mad at God about. Yeah. And it just came out, and I was like, oh, man, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. Yep. But people in the Bible do that all the time. David does that all the time in the Psalms. Yeah, he tells God to kill his enemies. Yeah. A lot. You can try to pray that. It probably won't happen. Most definitely. But you can probably pray. <laughs> There's a lot of Psalms that are, like, strange, but they're all about, like, explaining human emotions. So yeah. David is just a human being that's... Like, I know this is off topic, but he's just expressing the emotion that he has towards other human beings because of what's happened to him. And he's expressing it to God, like the person that he can express it to. Like if anybody we can express our like hard emotions to like anger or pain is to God. That's what David's doing through like beautiful songs. He's explaining to God, like how he feels about the persecution and the enemies that he has. You know what I mean? And it's not saying that those things are necessarily good. It's just saying that's how David feels and he's telling God how he feels. And it's really good. Because there's so many times that we feel like, I think as Christians, like, oh, I have this emotion. It's not good. I need to get rid of it. So we deny the emotion. And then we what we do unintentionally is suppress that anger. And it might yeah. turn into resentment. Depression. Rather, right. Depre- we just talked about that, right? Yeah. And so rather than seeing this emotion, going to the Psalms and being like, oh, wait, this is human. This is okay to take to God. I can take this anger yep. and I can give it to God and he can handle it and he's going to help me. Yep. Like, that's something I think was super important to realize is, like, God's not scared of our emotions. Yeah. And he wants us to express them to him rather than anyone else because 
he's going to be able to work with them the best way. Yep. I agree. But let's move on to bad words. Bad <laughs> words. Okay. I freak. Freak. Frick. Aw, frick. Oh, heck. Dang it. I love texting people. And I'm like, dude, what the heck? But I'll put a star instead of the E. <laughs> <laughs> like, H star CK. <laughs> that's why older brother is so confused. He's like, why did you do that? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what the heck, John? And he's like, I just gave away his name. And he's just like, he's like, why did you put the star there? I was like, because it's a bad word. <laughs> and he's like, we're grown adult. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, swear words. I think are something both of us are always on the fence about. Yeah. I change my mind all the time. Yeah. yeah. I change my mind because I just think the idea is sw- of swear words is so silly. Yeah. Like, it's absolutely just silly to have words that culture says are bad. Like, who made this up? And maybe it's, like, the eight on the Enneagram in me, like, challenging this. But yeah. it's, like, because, like, culture's like, don't say these bad words. And then instantly I'm like, wait, why can't I say I'm one? And why are they bad? Who decided this? Did yeah. you guys get together and have a meeting? Yeah. Or you just don't like how they sound? Yeah. Because in which case, I think you should stop being sensitive. Yeah. I would say, one, there's no such thing as bad words. They, there are no such thing as, like, objective words that are bad. Right. Nobody can say Bad right? words don't exist. That does not exist. Like, there are subjective words that some cultures will deem offensive, right? Which could, like, be words that are only used in negative connotations and only to tear people down. Like, yeah. Which would be bad things to say. Yeah. Right? But there are no, like... Across the universe, there are these bad words that are bad that no one can say. No one there's no inherently it's a sin bad words. To always say these words. Yeah, there's no right? inherently bad words. It's not a thing, right? So the Bible always talks about like the heart. What's your heart behind what you say, right? Is it bringing someone up? Is it is it building them up or is it tearing them down? And like, why are you saying the things you're saying? Where's what's your heart yeah. posture? I guess sense? yeah. I guess I would say actually, the only words that are inherently bad are like take the words they make. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, like that's it. So if you say the F word, but you don't take the, take the Lord's name in vain, just kidding. Um, okay. But here's, so the question, so I guess we both agree, like, words aren't bad, but then it becomes the moral thing and the societal thing, like, yeah. should Christians swear, mm-hmm. why or why not? Yeah. You want to know my view? Yeah. Well, right now, because you're probably going to change in a month. Yeah. So this is what I think right now, because... I have no, absolutely no problem with people swearing. I think it adds so much flavor to someone speaking, right? I think if someone swears all the time when they're speaking, it's disgusting. And it's just like, you're just a trashy kind of speaker. You know what I mean? It's just but, not creative. Yeah, but I've heard Christian speakers speak all the time. And like at the apex of what they're trying to say, they'll use like a very strong, colorful word to it like explain some sort of emotion or something that they felt or something they feel about a topic. And I'm like, wow, that was so real and raw about what you just said and you related to me so much yeah. and not just being like this like standardized, like cookie-cutter Christian. I know who you are now and you're being real you with me emotion, about, yeah, about what you're yeah. saying. And that's exactly what language is supposed to do. You know, It's supposed to emphasize things and make me feel a certain way about what you're saying. And that's exactly what that word did. It did its job and it's not offensive to me. Yeah. So I, it's not, it's literally, it's not wrong. Can, like by yeah. the Bible. And I guess as, as far as like the speaking style goes or how you're using it, it can be very powerful and drive the point home. Yeah. Used in the correct context. Yeah. So this is my caveat to that, though. If that person's speaking to me, that is not a sin, in my opinion. Like, the way that I see all those scriptures in the Bible, I would say that that, one, that person's heart is not bad, and also it's not offending me, so I don't think it's crossing any lines biblically, right? It wouldn't be considered, like, a slander or, 
um, any kind of deteriorative speech, right? Right. So I want. I don't think it's bad, right? It's not tearing me down or bringing me down or anything like that. It's using to emphasize the point about about God in the context that I'm talking about. Um, now I would say somebody that doesn't have the same perspective I have could listen to the same message and they could consider that from the culture that they come from something that would would be like destructive and tearing down because yeah. of the word that's used and then I think in that case it's it could be crossing a line of sin in that in that person's case right because that word culturally is only a word that's meant to bring people down shame people and hurt people's feelings right, right. and so yeah the question to ask in how do we go about swearing is one like I think consider your audience yeah like you like I will tell you and the audience straight up like I swear not like super regularly but if I'm hanging out with my friends and I know they don't care and for comedic effect I want effect I want to say something right like I'll say it or if I'm playing a game and I'm super mad because someone like Catan mm-hmm. like Catan just like oh man I get angry yeah if someone messes me messes me up and I'll swear to like express that only if I'm around certain people who I know don't care. Yeah. Right? And then the people, the next rebuttal is, oh, but you're not practicing self-control because where's your heart? And I'm like, my heart's the same place if I say dang it or something else. You know, yeah. like Literally, the word means nothing in that situation. It's all what your heart is saying. Yeah. Whether or not we're judging your heart to be bad or good in the time of anger, it's like if you say, like, heck or shoot, like, in those times, like, it doesn't matter what you're saying. The fact is that you're expressing an emotion that you have right. that could or could not be sinful. Like, if you stub your toe and you say, or yeah. you say, dang it, or you say something a little bit more culturally explicit, your heart's the same. And yeah. that's that's where I'm kind of like, okay, so I don't know if this is necessarily that big of a deal as yeah. we were told when we were kids. Yeah. Yes, I agree. So I'd say it it all matters on who your audience is and who you're talking to. Because you don't want to ruin your witness to certain people, right? Correct. But at the same time, nobody from our generation cares. You know what I mean? Like, unless you were raised, like, homeschooled, super conservative, like, that person like might care. You? Yeah, like me. <laughs> right? But, like, otherwise, people aren't going to care. Like, everybody I'm evangelizing to, nobody is going to care, like, if I say damn yeah. or something like that. I've been right? evangelizing with someone, and my the, my evangelist partner swore in their yes. gospel presentation. I was like... Wow, that just happened, and this guy's so unfazed. Yeah, he's probably more attracted to the gospel because he knows the real people. Now. Yeah, because it just means like, wow, this person's not fake; like they're real, and I think it appeals to a lot of people. Yeah, and it's, and yeah, there's a there's a lot to be said. I know like some people are, that I know are like, no, you shouldn't swear ever, and I'm like, why? And they're like, it's bad. Like they said, like no, let oh, no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Like that's a scriptural verse, right? Right. Just but, your definition of unwholesome. Yeah, like here's the thing, like if I call you ugly. That's a, that's a sin. Yeah. But if I use swear words to compliment you, like, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm a show, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if I use them to build you up and edify you, you're edified. That's like, if I'm <laughs> obeying the Bible. <laughs> and I might just be, being like, I don't know, too cynical, but. Yeah. But I, or playing devil's advocate too much. But I definitely think you can, like, use words in a way that sound like vulgar words in a way that like show that you're you're emo- you have emotion you're real and you're human and like yeah. people are going to be attracted to that yep you know that's think I think that's something that why the culture doesn't necessarily accept Christianity anymore mm-hmm. is because we've been trying to make this facade of perfection for so long yeah and the world's just like you're hypocrites yep. like you're we've seen so your pastors have affairs with 
with their secretaries, but you're telling me not to say these words? Yeah. You're telling me not to smoke cigarettes, but right. you're having an affair, yeah. right? And so, I don't know. I think there's a lot of things that we've done to portray Christianity in a way that it doesn't necessarily need to be portrayed as. Yep, it's true. Yep. So I would say my my philosophy, my policy right now is that um, if I know who I'm around and it's a small group, I'll be fine with swearing. Um, if I don't know the person's background I'm with, I will not say anything. Like, I won't swear. At all. You won't speak. I will not speak. <laughs> um, and then if I'm speaking, like, at a, a group thing, I usually will not swear unless I really know my audience. Um, if I'm evangelizing and it's someone I can tell absolutely doesn't care, I won't care either because I don't care. Um, yeah, I just I judge my surroundings very like um, harshly every time and try to make sure I know what I'm saying and who I'm saying it to so that mm-hmm. I can like preserve my witness for whoever I'm around and also not offend anybody. Definitely. You know? So that's what I would that's what I say right now and I go back and forth all the time. Like some people will swear like in different times and I'll like see someone in the room is kind of like whoa that person just did that right and, and I, that's I, when it's not okay yeah because like Paul says like look if I'm trying to reach this person and they don't eat sacrificed meat I'll never eat meat again if it means their salvation right right so he's like saying go to extremes to like make sure you're not causing anyone else to sin yep. so if me swearing causes someone to fall into judgment and thus sin I'm not gonna do that yeah you know and that's why I only do it around the people who I really know are okay with it yep. because and I ask him, like, I have that conversation before I do it. I'm like, hey, how do you feel about this? Yeah. And I won't ask him out where, like, can I swear around you? I'll just be like, hey, right. what do you believe about this? Right. And if they don't like it, they don't like it. I respect it. You know, yeah. we don't got to, like, I don't have to force my conviction down their throat. Yeah. Like, Stop being a baby. You yeah. know, I don't got to do that. And you can see how the culture has evolved in the last 10 years from when I was a kid when you couldn't say even, like, crap. Like, like if you're homeschooled, you can say crap, dude. Like, you would, like, literally, it was a bad word to say crap. And now, like, I couldn't know, pastors watch, use crap from, like, the pulpit. Yeah, I couldn't watch uh, I couldn't watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one time because they said, what the shell? What the shell? <laughs> my parents were like, turn that off. Know. Now they don't care. Now um, I'm, about to, I'm about to swear because I'll be quoting someone. But should we do this? You already said damn, so. What do you, okay. Yeah, yeah. We were, but we were playing a board game, and one of my family members was like, we were playing Risk, and like, Ethan, yeah. if you attack me, I'm going to kick your ass. And I was just like. I was like, why? You can't tell because it's an audio. I forgot. But like, I was like, my eyes were wide. Like, did you just tell me that? Like, that? I couldn't watch something that said, what the show, but you were going to tell me this? <laughs> <laughs> so mad. I was like, ah! <laughs> yeah, but you can tell, like, our first explicit show. Wow. This society, I think, would have very similar, like, emotional responses to most things as the last, or this generation. And the last one, it's just the words being different things now. Yeah. Right? And so you not necessarily get away with more, but you can say more. And but different words are also offensive that we right like right? like the word retarded like I that's a right culturally like it's a new, like, it's a new word that you can't say yeah people are like yo don't say that yeah. and I'm I'm kind of I kind of understand that you know yeah. there's people close to me who are um is it, is it autism or Down syndrome one of those yeah. is, and like I'm total I don't like when people say it yeah you know that's like I don't care if you swear but don't ever call anyone retarded around me like I'm not down for that yeah yeah so that's one of those right. things we've come to the end of our show. First. Mine's gonna be bad, so. Knock knock. Who's there? Control freak. Control freak. Okay, so now <laughs> you say control freak who? <laughs> control freak. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure I was supposed to go farther with that joke or what. He looks so intensely at me, I wasn't sure. Alright, mine's much worse. I like dad jokes, so here we go with some dad jokes. So, why don't skeletons ever go trick or treating? Why? Because they have no body to go with. <laughs> <laughs>
for tuning in oh before we totally take off we gotta tell them the changes that have made, been made yes as you all know at the beginning of this podcast you would have heard an ad for the new platform we're on which we're not telling you about now before you or after you've already listened to the ad so anchor i hope you had fun with that ad. Yeah, we were on spreaker and then they said you've used up all your storage pay us 18 dollars a month and we're like nope and we said no we're just gonna go to anchor yep and anchor also we were able to monetize our podcast for free so I think the last time I checked, we made 28 cents. Really? Yeah. Whoa. We're up to 28 cents, Dude, bro. guys, we're at 28 cents. If you want to support us, just listen to our podcast all the time, and we'll get more money. This is because of you guys. Yep. Our, 28 cents is because of you guys. Thank you. This is all your hard work. Yep. We greatly appreciate it. Also, if you super love this and you're thinking about, like, oh, my gosh, I want to start tithing and giving, too, but you legit were like, oh, maybe I'll just give to this uh, podcast, and you're like, oh, shoot, this is dope. I like it, and I want to help them out with financially. Um, we have that set up. We don't know how yet, but we have it linked to a bank somewhere. Not My somewhere. Bank. It's it's Darius. Yeah, it's just a bank for the podcast. So yeah. if you want to give us any money or help us out at all, you can. We would use it to, well, one, we're missionaries, so we, like, we're voluntary people everywhere, so we... We don't make money. Yeah, we, we pay people to let us stay places. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we pay to do ministry, basically. So they would go to that, and it would also go to, like, we have one mic right now. We'd want to buy two mics so it would sound a lot clearer. And probably, like, yeah, probably two more mics so when we get guests on the show, all of us can have our own mics. Yeah, it wouldn't be as echoey. You wouldn't hear, like, background noises as much. We could have the AC on in the room. Yeah. We'd also okay. buy some, like, sound counseling things and oh, yeah. some, some lights and Maybe stuff like that. Maybe a whole computer just for the show so we're not using mine. And yeah, I think our first priority, though, would be to buy a camera so we can start making these on YouTube and, uh, yeah, yeah I might just use my own videos. money and buy a new mic. Do you always wait to get enough views? I think in like 100 episodes, you'd have enough to buy a camera. In 100, yeah, we can buy a camera. I'm talking about like a microphone for me, though. Like, yeah, sure. We probably, I would say we get like a dollar, maybe a little more than a dollar per episode we do right now. What? We do. We get like a dollar per episode for the, the monetization we already have. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. We get like, we have 28 cents over three episodes. Nuh-uh. That's just from the people that have listened to those since we got monetized. Oh, since we got, you're yeah. Right. So we're gonna get okay. like 150 views from this one, or something like that, maybe more, and then okay, yeah, we'll probably make like a dollar. Yeah. So we do gotta do 100 episodes. It was a joke. Like we do 100 <laughs> oh, episodes, like, and then we can buy a camera. I was like, bro, what are you talking about right now? I was like, your math is way off. <laughs> oh, that's not awesome. Anyways, thank y'all for listening to this podcast. I hope you liked it. If you want to support, you can. If you don't want to, uh, maybe just. Press refresh over and over and over on this feed, so we don't want to listen. Support, that makes us sad, but it's okay. You can still listen for free. Yeah. Okay. Good night.